welcome to Becoming Mind Strong, the official podcast of Mind Strong Fitness. My name is Rachel. I'm the owner and head coach of Mind Strong Fitness, and I am here to teach you truth. No more bullshit, no more point systems, no more shakes, no more raps. This is math and science, and we're going to learn how to do it together. Ready? Let's rock and roll. Welcome to episode two of Becoming Mind Strong. Today we're talking about mindset. And mindset is such an interesting topic because it has such a bad rap, right? When we think mindset, we think of inspirational posters hanging on the wall or Becky's inspirational Instagram memes of if you can see it, you can achieve it. But the truth is that when we talk about mindset, we're not talking about rainbows and glitter. We're talking about neuroscience. We're talking about literal neural connections in your brain that come together to form the person that you are right now. I always like to use the example of a lottery winner, right? Someone who wins the lottery is destined to self-sabotage if they have not addressed what's going on in their brain. And here's what I mean by that. If you have this deep-seated limiting belief that money is the root of all evil or having a lot of money makes you a selfish person or you're undeserving of money, the second you add those zeros to your bank account, you are going to do everything in your power consciously or very often subconsciously to get rid of it, to get back to your comfort level, your level of homeostasis, because adding a bunch of zeros to that bank account did nothing for those limiting beliefs that you're carrying around. And it is the exact same thing when it comes to your health and fitness. The reason that most of us do not stick with it, the reason that we see progress and then we stop and we take 10 steps back and we self-sabotage and we wonder, why do I keep doing this? Is because we have not trained our minds along with our body. And that's exactly what we're here to do together starting today. So the first thing we need to understand when it comes to training our mindset is this, and I don't care if you believe in the universe, if you believe in God, if you believe we came from monkeys, if you believe we came from a big bang, that is not what we're talking about right now. What we're talking about is the science of the human brain and the science of the human brain shows us that we have a caveman brain. And what I mean by that is that our brains are designed for fight or flight. And that's a great thing, right? Our caveman ancestors needed that instinct. If they heard a twig snap, they had to decide very quickly if that was just a random noise or if that was actually a saber-toothed tiger ready to jump out and kill them, right? That served us well. The issue we're now faced with is that our caveman brain hasn't yet evolved to determine the difference between immediate danger, as in a threat to our lives, and just ordinary everyday stress. The one job, and this is a big statement that we need to understand before we can have any discussion of mindset, the only job of our caveman brain is to keep us alive, not happy, not flourishing, not kicking ass and taking names. Its only job is to keep us alive. And that's a good thing, right? I personally love being alive. I hope to do more of it. I'm grateful to my caveman brain. The problem is the only measure that your caveman brain uses to determine if something is life-threatening or not is if it's new. New to your caveman brain equals death. It works a lot like the search history on your computer. When you start typing something in, your computer looks back and says, have we visited this before? 
If the answer is yes, it autofills it for you. But if the answer is no, you have to put in the work of typing in the new information. This is what your caveman brain does with every single situation in life. You go to start something new, the first thing it does is look through your search history of experiences. And it says, have we done this before? Have we started a business? Have we asked that person out on a date? Have we started eating healthy in a new exercise routine? And if the answer is no, hear me right now, if the answer is no, this is new. To your caveman brain, new equals death. That's step one. We have to understand that our caveman brain's only job, only job, is to keep us alive. And the only context it has to determine if something means life or death is if that thing is new. Now, that's step one. Step two is this. Our body is a master at sending us signals. If you have something wrong in your body, if you, if you are suffering from dis-ease, that's where that word comes from, disease, your body lets you know in the form of a fever, right? If your body is dehydrated, if you're lacking water, it lets you know in the form of thirst. These are all signals. If your caveman brain thinks that you are doing something new and that something new is death, it's also going to send you a message. And that message is sent in the form of fear. The only thing that fear means is that you are about to do something new and big and badass, and to your caveman brain, that equals death. Now, if you're following me so far, that is a huge, huge realization. Because if you've noticed, anytime you set out to do something new, that inner monologue, that little voice in your head, gives you every reason in the book why you can't do it, right? Oh, you tried to start a business once and it failed. Oh, you've tried this, this health and fitness thing a million times. Why is it going to stick this time? You're kidding yourself. You're giving up the safety of a job to go follow your dream. How selfish can you be, right? All these little thoughts, all these, these statements just repeated and repeated and repeated by that inner monologue in our head. And we take it as truth. We take it as rationalization so that we, we, we run back to the comfort zone of homeostasis. We go right back into our little safety pocket and stay there. And that's exactly what fear wants us to do. That is our caveman brain saying, this is new. You are going to die. It sends you that message in the form of fear and fear sends you right back to your comfort zone. Here's our work. And this is what we're going to dive into today. Our job is to redefine fear. If we understand that the reason, we're going to backtrack now, the reason that inner monologue is throwing all this bullshit at us, if we understand that the reason for that is simply fear, and that fear is coming from a caveman mind whose only job is to keep us alive, we can start to use that inner dialogue as a signal that we're on to something new and badass, we can rewrite what that means to us, and we can go on with our bad selves. It all starts with identifying the fact that that voice in our head is not truth with a capital T. It is our caveman mind doing its only job of keeping us alive and doing it in a sneaky, sneaky way. And here's how it's doing it. Your caveman mind knows you better than anyone in this world. Anyone, your best friend, your, your mother, anyone in this world, because it knows everything. It knows those little deep, dark thoughts you'd never say out loud. It knows your biggest insecurities. It knows everything about you. So when you go to start something new and scary and badass that's not in your search history of experiences, 
your mind isn't just going to tap you on the shoulder and say, um, excuse me, can we go back to our safety bubble right now? No, because that's not going to work. It knows you. You're a badass. You're going to tell it, no, you're going to keep going. So instead, that fear sent from that caveman mind is going to throw every trick in the book at you. It's going to push on every pressure point that that you don't even know you have because you've buried it so deep in your subconscious. It's going to pull up every experience of times you've tried and failed, every reason this could go wrong, every reason you're being selfish or you're kidding yourself or whatever else. And it's going to push on your personal pressure points until you say mercy, until you go into your comfort zone every single time. This is the reason that health and fitness is such prime territory for fear because most of us have blindly followed point systems. We blindly jumped from diet to diet and when it didn't stick, which they don't, when we're blindly following systems, we've talked about how they don't work because it's not sustainable if you don't know how or why it's working. So every time we did the blind follow and every time it didn't work, that was food for fear. That was telling fear, yeah, here's one more example of how this will never stick. Here's one more example of a time I've tried and failed. So when you go for that third time, that fourth time, that 40th time, now fear goes back into its database, its search history, and it says, hey, remember all these times we tried? Why is this time going to be any different? And remember, the only thing it's doing right now is trying to keep you alive. This is new right? This whole getting educated on health and fitness, this might actually stick this time. And fear doesn't like this. Your caveman mind doesn't like that because that's new territory. And to it, new territory equals death. So here's how we move forward. And this is the most important part. We pause, we breathe, and we redefine fear. So you have listened to Becoming Mind Strong, and you're starting to understand that Health and fitness are something you can do on your own. You understand that weight loss comes down to calories in versus calories out. You started tracking your food. You are on a clear, conscious path of how to move forward. Suddenly, that little voice kicks in. It reminds you of the last 10 times you've tried and failed. It reminds you that big hips are genetic in your family. It reminds you that everyone in your family is overweight. So who are you to think that this is going to be different this time? You pause. You breathe. You acknowledge that this is fear coming from your caveman brain. And you say, you know what? I hear you, fear. This is new. It's exciting, right? This is a different approach. And this time seems like it might stick. And I know fear. I know that scares the shit out of you. So I appreciate that you're giving me the heads up. I appreciate that you're showing me that this is new, that this could be scary, that I need to make sure I have a plan so it doesn't wind up like the last 10 times I tried. But you know what? Now you did your job. You fear are a warning sign that I'm onto something new and onto something badass. And that's it. And now you go to the side, you did your job, and I've got it from here. We pause, we breathe, we acknowledge that fear is simply a warning sign, and we keep on going. Here's why this is so important the you that exists today in every single area of your life is a result of your current habits. And those habits are formed first and foremost by the thoughts that you repeat in your brain on a daily basis. 
So if every single time your caveman brain is sending a signal of fear and it's producing those thoughts telling you why this will never stick, how you can't do it, how you've tried and failed a million times, if every time those thoughts are coming in, you are listening to them and you are repeating them and they are just verbally vomiting all over your brain 24-7, you have now literally wired your brain to accept them as truth with a capital T. When we start to take control of these thoughts, when we start to acknowledge those, that voice in our head and say, thank you, fear, thank you for being a signal, I've got it from here, and then we consciously choose how to move forward, what we are doing is literally rewiring our brain. With time, with consistency, we're feeding it new empowered thoughts. Those new empowered thoughts are forming new neural connections. Those new neural connections are forming new habits. And those new habits are forming the new empowered badass you. It all starts with being conscious of the thoughts that we're playing on repeat in our head, the thoughts we're choosing to focus on, and the thoughts that are eventually going to build our habits. Here's how it works. We already talked about how if you did a scan of your brain, you would see neural connections, right? Every time that you learn something new, that you form a neural connection, it forms a literal pathway in your brain. When you repeat the thought or when you repeat the action, there's something called myelin. And myelin, we can think of like cement. It's actually cementing that coding, that neural connection. And it makes that path easier and easier and easier. I always like to use the analogy of a farmhouse at the end of an old abandoned field. Okay, if you were trying to drudge your way through that overgrown field, it's going to be really hard to make it to that farmhouse the first time. But you do it again and again and again and again, and maybe eventually you throw some cement down until you've got a full-blown, well-worn path. This is how our brain works. So the first time that you decide, I'm going to start tracking my food, I'm going to start eating healthier, I'm going to start shining the light of awareness on my nutrition... It's going to be tough in the beginning. This is a new neural connection that we're forming. So in the beginning, it takes conscious effort, just like drudging through that overgrown field. And then the next week you do it again and you do it again. And what's happening is in your brain, we are, we are solidifying those neural pathways. We are throwing down that myelin. We are making that pathway easier and easier. And in time, this becomes a habit. You don't have to think about if you're going to track that your food or not that day. It just becomes a part of what you do. Our brains love the path of least resistance. That's why it goes to habit so quickly. So when we make conscious choices, not only in our efforts, but in our thoughts, we are literally developing and cementing those neural connections and those neural connections become our habits and those habits become who we are. First and foremost, this begins with the thoughts in your head. This is where all those cheesy inspirational memes come from of, of everything begins in your head. If you can imagine it, you can, you can be it. It all begins in your head, not because of rainbows and glitter, but because of neuroscience. If every time that caveman brain is sending us messages of fear and we are accepting it as truth, those are the neural connections we're making. That is the, those are the thoughts that we are myelinating into our brain. Those are the habits we're going to form. That is the person we are going to become. That is called being a victim. When we let fear run the show, we are a victim. When we pause, when we breathe, when we acknowledge that what that inner monologue is, is our caveman brain sending the message of fear with the sole purpose of keeping us alive, of keeping us in our little bubble of the known where we can't get hurt, where nothing new can equal death. 
when we recognize that and we choose to redefine it, we choose to use fear as a warning sign that this is new, that may mean we have to be cautious, it may mean we have to go back to school, we may need to do some research, there may be some steps along the way that fear is warning us about and telling us, hey, we need a balance of feet on the ground and head in the clouds right now. But that's all it is, is a sign. And we breathe, we acknowledge it, we thank it, and we keep going. And every single time that we keep going, we are forming new empowered neural connections, we are myelinating in those connections, we are forming new habits, and we are forming the version of ourselves that we dream of being. So here's how we start, and this is the answer to everything, whether we're talking about nutrition or fitness or mindset. We start by simply shining the light of awareness on the situation. Start by putting a little red flag on that voice in your head. We all have it. It talks to us all day long, but the issue is most of us have never even acknowledged it, let alone accepted the fact that we are in control. That voice is not you. That voice is your caveman brain, and up until now, it has been running the show. So we start by putting a little red flag on it, and every time that voice wants to tell us why we can't do something, why we shouldn't do something, why we should be doing something, why it's not going to stick this time, we pause, we breathe, we say, I see you, little voice. I know what you are now. You are fear, and you are coming from my caveman brain, and I appreciate that, but you are no longer in charge. And you find the message that it's telling you, and you keep on going. For more information on MindStrong Fitness, visit www.mindstrongfitness.com.